0: creative journey it's easy to get lost but don't worry you'll lift off sometimes you just need a creative pep talk hey you're listening to the creative pep talk podcast i'm your host andy j pizza today on the show we have none other than incredible artist, Cheyenne Barton. Cheyenne's one of my favorite people to follow online, both on Instagram and on YouTube. Her YouTube videos are just a big cozy cup of tea. Uh, It's just a, a warm vibe to put in the studio. Just throw that thing in the background while you're making stuff. Great, great vibes and I had a blast talking with Cheyenne and I'm pumped about this episode because I think at the time I was talking to talking to her she was really going through a kind of burnout and disillusionment and you know it's perfect to share right now because on the podcast we've been talking so much about how Getting lost is an essential part of the creative journey. And so I always want to represent all the different phases and give different pictures into every aspect of what it looks like to be in your path. And I feel like this conversation is going to be really cathartic. It was for me. It was just great to connect with an artist that I love while you're listening maybe go check her out on instagram uh C-H-E-Y.Barton. Uh go find her illustrations of and coffee and nice little cozy cottages and a cup full of stars and mushrooms and just all lovely lovely stuff a lot of cool processy stuff too it's just nice it's it's warm and friendly um (laughs) go check it out so you kind of get a vibe for it and after this episode check her out on youtube and brighten your studio vibe today all right here it is my chat with none other than Cheyenne Barton This episode is supported by In The Making, an original podcast brought to you by Adobe Express, the all-in-one content creation app included in your Creative Cloud membership. If you are trying to boost the YouTube, TikTok, Reels content side of what you're doing, one episode of In The Making that I think will be super useful to you is their episode with John Ushai. Uh, If Mm -hmm. I hit an obstacle, I always have in the back of my mind, like, if I figure this out, this will be a a podcast. So like, I can't, you know, (laughs) it gives me something, but it's funny. You do get into this weird thing of like, you want to strike that balance in a way that feels good to you.
1: Yeah. As I, I think it's the idea where it's just like, as opposed to being like, oh, there's a chance that this could make a great YouTube video. It's the idea where it's like, I have to like manufacture something in order to like put it on camera. Um, And so I think it's very much that it is very much striking a balance between the two where it's like, I want to happen to go like, I'll make time to go on an adventure just so I could maybe write about it later without maybe like being so caught up in like the details of the adventure, I suppose. Um, I have lately been thinking of it as like, I've been haunted by a content ghost. That's just been like <laughs> hanging out yeah. in like yeah. the back rooms of my brain. That's like, Hey, Hey. And <laughs> I don't want to think of my art just as like, just being content or just being something to post Yeah. and i worry that now it's it's almost like venturing into that land and so i'm trying very hard to be like to make sure that it doesn't so that way i can refine the joy in making videos and like just re mm. just rediscover the fun in that because it's very stressful right now. And I don't, I don't like how stressed it makes me because I did, because ideally I got into all the things that I'm doing because like, obviously there's amount of work, even if you're doing like a really fun, cool, creative thing for a career, there's obviously amount of work that's involved. And I understand that. And it's just like, I, I just don't like, I don't like the idea that I might come to dread things that I used to be like, so Genuinely excited and like amped for. Yeah,
0: I totally understand that. I, I, honestly, the podcast, uh, most of my relationship to it has been really great, but there have been seasons uh-huh. when it's been very similar to what you're describing. And one thing that really uh, helped me was last year when I was, I just was finishing a picture book. And I was just like downward spiraling of like, I cannot, I can't do this. And we had these just different (laughs) commitments and stuff. And I stopped and I was like, wait a second. I have made a podcast every single week for 16 consecutive weeks right now. And I thought I should feel like I had accomplished something. But instead, because I have to miss this week, that Mm. I feel like a failure. And one thing that really helped me was... Ryan and I sat down and said, how many of these a year do I feel realistically I can do in a way that is from that, that love place? You know, and, and we just like mapped out the year and said, this is kind of roughly what we think. We're going to do like five less episodes a year. We're going to plan those so that if I do three or four weeks in a row and then plan a week off... I feel accomplished, to not instead of a failure. And yes. so I don't know. I don't know if that applies, but that I do think it's important. You're bringing up like an important thing about being an artist who also produces content for the internet.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Under, making your relationship with that prioritizing some kind of health, because the thing is, is that the internet. My buddy Brad Montague is like. The internet is this giant monster and you like make, you put your heart into this amazing thing and you give it to them and then they just eat it instantly. And then he's like, what else you got? And you're like, okay, that was it. That's all I had. And so I do feel like, how do you, how do you come up with a, because it's, it's such an opportunity, but it's, it's very risky as well.
1: It's risky and it's, It's, it's kind of, it's kind of ruthless, um, in a way. And I think that like, since I sort of almost started as a content creator who then became an illustrator, I think that now, or like then became an artist, I feel like now that relationship is kind of changing. And now I'm like, I would like to be an artist first. And then I would like this like content creation part of my life to come second because it's still something that I really enjoy. But I'm recognizing like as far as the health thing goes where it's just like this relationship dynamic is not working out and something has to change. Um, And so I'm in that like, I'm in that sort of changing process right now and it feels like so weird and messy and and again it's just the idea of like unfamiliarity and i'm just trying to embrace the mess and just be like okay i guess i don't know what i'm doing and i guess that's okay and i'm just gonna follow i'm just gonna chase my bliss and we're, we're we're gonna we're gonna figure it out somehow some way and it'll be fine and people can wait and it's just like like i think that's also the thing where it's like there's this i always think about where it's like i think to my favorite like makers and creators and stuff where maybe i haven't heard from them in like a really long time and then they post for the first time in weeks or months however long and i'm always so excited to see them again and i never like hold any kind of like resentment or whatever towards them. And so I just, I just imagine that people will probably extend the same grace to me. And so if I get real quiet on the internet for a while and then I just suddenly pop up again, people aren't gonna be mad at me, which is like the weird, inexplicable narrative I have in my brain. And it's just the idea where like, if I need to just sit in like a quiet little art cave for a while and figure things out, that's fine. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you, just now you said, uh, I'm kind of in the middle of that. And then you paused. And then you said process. And I almost interrupted and be like, I'm kind of in the middle of that pit. It feels like a pit. Yes. You're like in a deep, dark pit. I've been
1: in that pit yes.
0: so many times. Yeah, it's, it's a bad it's, zone. It
1: is. I, I'm tr- I'm, I'm trying to be like, I'm like trying to be very, I'm like trying to be mindful and like trying to think positively and stuff. But it very much feels, it very much feels like a pit because it feels awful and bad and I don't like it here. Yeah. Um, but like, I don't know. I guess I just have to like sit in here for a while and hang up some fairy lights and just figure out what the hell is going on. Yeah.
0: What, where do you feel? To, I have two kind of questions around the pit, uh, the, the, mm-hmm. the, the content pit. Um, <laughs> oh, I don't know what, what this is. Place. It's a terrible place. <laughs> um, but this relationship to the internet art and the internet, mm-hmm. it's a very interesting space. And as, as, two people who have made a lot of stuff for the internet, Um, and Mm -hmm. also that the relationship's weird too, because I also think a lot about how, you know, every generation, the, the, the artists that are breaking through are doing something that the previous generation doesn't accept as art. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot about like a huge breakthrough for my podcast was like early on, like a year into it, I just decided this is also going to be art. Like this is art. Um, Mm -hmm. and, uh, and that was a huge shift. So there's also the relationship to that as two different things, art and content, and then the relationship of like the, when they are the same thing, uh, -hmm. what I think a lot of people, every, most artists are going to have a relationship with the internet. Where are you in that? And I say that because you, you were saying, I'm trying to be mindful. I'm trying to be positive. Cause I, I just think it's good to highlight and just catalog like. If you're in right in the middle of the terrible, if you're comfortable talking about that, let's talk about that. Mm -hmm. And then also, have you found any life preservers in that so that we can kind of think about that?
1: I think like, I feel like I was, I think I'm like, I'm still in the terrible, but I'm not in like the deep, deep, dark, terrible. I was in the deep, deep, dark, terrible in like February where like I hit a, I was trying to do everything. I was, um, running my online shop, keeping up with my Patreon, doing like streaming stuff. I was doing YouTube videos. I was like trying desperately to like post on Instagram more than once a week. And I hit like a full on breaking point, And I kind of had to just like, I had to like email all my YouTube sponsors. I had to like get in contact with like a bunch of people and be like, Hey, I can't do this and i like i had to put everything on hold basically for like a month and it felt there was like so much shame and guilt tied up around it because i was just like these people I was like, these people have been waiting on things. I've signed contracts with these people. Like, I'm such a disappointment. I have like failed in such like a huge, monumentous way. Um, and then, of course, like sending like sending those emails was like one of the most petrifying things I've ever done. And then, of course, all of the responses were like, we completely understand. Take care of yourself. Like, take all the time you need. And I was like, what? And so, um, I, I, I took like. It took like a month, like a month, a month and a half. And I was like, okay, I've been kind of, I always, the way that I always talked about, or it's like, I've been building this, I, I because I've kind of just been making it up as I go, I have very much been like building the boat underneath me as I've been sailing it. And it got to a point where like, I was just like <laughs> up to my chest in water and still desperately trying to like put planks of wood underneath my feet. Um, which is simply impossible. And so I was just like, okay, we need to take like a month, sit on the shore, think about what's going on. And so now, I'm like, I, i'm I'm still trying to move forward in ways where I'm venturing out of my comfort zone and I'm still trying to do things that scare me, but not in a way that's going to like bring about my own ruin. Um, and I think that like I, <laughs> Because I, I'm, I am I am, such a people pleaser and I am so petrified of disappointing people and letting people down and having built an audience on the internet, I feel like I am ripe for that at any moment. Um, but I also like, I have to remind myself that I am very lucky and that like the majority of my audience on the internet is incredibly kind and understanding and super patient. And so they're always like, take your time, your health comes first. And I'm like, thank Thank you. Um, and it's oh, it's this, like, I, I had to, I, I basically just had to realize that I do indeed have limits and that I can't actually do it all. And so I had to, like, my online shop is closed now for a while. I, like, basically put all of my YouTube sponsorships on hold. And I am, it kind of feels like I'm, like, building, I'm, like, building my, career again from like the bottom up because the way that i had been doing it before was so unsustainable that it's completely fallen apart and so i was in the deep dark terrible earlier this year and i feel like now it's just like it's like kind of terrible it's not like (laughs) it's like mildly terrible i'm just starting to spend time an energy on the things that I genuinely want to, as opposed to being driven by my need to satisfy the wants of others, which is very cool and very new for me. <laughs>
0: okay, that that there's so many good pieces to that, and I and I totally relate. And I, to, you know, you you had this image of the boat, and I thought that was great. In my mind, I was thinking it felt like there's this ebb and flow of you have to gain momentum. So you're like snowballing down a hill. You're like, I got to, okay, I'm just going, 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 going. And then at some point, there has to be another phase where you, you're like, okay, time to stop snowballing. Because I've rolled in some children sledding into this thing. There's a, you know, I also have this picture of the, the is it a river spirit that this happens to in Spirited Away? Where it's like, yes, it has yes. all the bikes and all this stuff stuck in it. And now it became oh, like no a face. stink. Oh, no face. Isn't that no face? I don't, I can't remember if it, yeah. But <laughs> it, there's a part in there where there's this, all this stuff stuck in this creature. And there's, yes. it has to be a time where you like stop snowballing. You're picking up a bunch of stuff that's not snow. You never wanted, (laughs) you didn't want all these things. And you'd like pick them apart and yeah, everything falls apart. But now you have a lot Mm -hmm. of snow accumulated. You can pack Mm -hmm. it together and like, let's get some momentum again. And so I I do think it's, I've actually had, um, I've been feeling a similar way because when you're doing all of these things, it's so easy to pick up pieces into your practice without much intentionality or thought, especially when you're just like, trying a million things you don't know what's going to work after you yes. get some stuff that is working then you then it's probably time to be mindful about like okay now let's step back and be like there's some of the stuff's working some of the stuff's not this thing that i thought oh i could add this kind of post or that kind of stream or this kind of thing because it only takes 15 minutes a week or this is 20 minutes a week or whatever and eventually you're like I am, this is unsustainable, a a crazy amount of things that I'm committed to. And I've been in a similar zone. And and you said that, you know, part of your matrix for decision-making of what to put back into the snowball was Mm -hmm. just like, what are the things, what, you know, what's snow? What's the, what do I want (laughs) here? And, And what are the things that I love, not because of what people expect from me, but because of just because I love it. I heard this thing the other day, I don't remember where it was, but of just making a list of the things that you just unabashedly love. And it sounds so obvious. I know, But we do so, so many oh. things every day. And actually, the first time I heard that, I thought, I don't love anything. <laughs> like, not, not because, I, that's not true, but it's just, that's yeah, how course. unintentional we are about it. So that was part of it. Like you're like, so what pieces are you putting back in? Or, or do you feel like, uh, is there any other parts of that process as you're trying to work this out?
1: I think the the image that I have in my head is that like, I'm just snowballing down a hill and there's people (laughs) on the sidelines just like throwing like sleds (laughs) and everything into it as you're rolling down the hill. And you're like, I didn't want this, but it's here now. So it's fine. Um, and so I think now that like, everything's broken apart and I'm finally figuring out exactly like what is snow or like what I want to constitute the makeup of my like super cool pirate ship that I'm building um I think that like I'm realizing that um I re I I I called I, I call it like my quiet little art cave where I basically just like sit in my studio and like I don't talk a lot i don't like post everything about it on like my instagram stories which i used to do like a lot like a year ago i was like sharing pretty much everything i was doing every single day on instagram stories and like i just like sitting in a place where i feel like i'm not being watched and it's like yes of course i understand that sometimes i'm gonna i'm gonna if i want to make a youtube video or something but i am i'm really relishing in just like listening to Twitch streams or podcasts and just kind of like quietly scribbling away during the day. Um, I also, I, I just, I really like, I just really like being quiet and cozy and making things. And I feel like I worried that like, I mean, every day, of course, it's also the thing where every day I'm on Instagram and I'm seeing like all of these cool, amazing artists that I follow, just like constantly sharing all the cool stuff that they do. And I'm like, I need to be sharing all the cool stuff that I do. And I'm like, but I don't want to share all the cool stuff that I do. I'm like, I just want to do the cool stuff that I do in the privacy of my own, in the privacy of my own space. And I think that like really coming to terms with that has been really freeing And I'm also realizing that like, I really, really like Twitch streaming. I really like playing video games on Twitch. It brings me a great amount of joy because it truly just feels like having a little party, but it's a party that like I'm completely (laughs) in control of. And I think that those are probably like the two parts of snow that I've like really kind of compacted in. And I'm like, okay, this this is a really good base. And I think that from here, we can figure out how to pack on all the other little bits. I think the biggest thing for me is like, I've had an online shop now for like three years. And I think that I, I, I keep telling myself where it's like, I, I love, I, I love having an online shop and like, I love doing all of these things. And I think that I'm kind of reaching a point where I'm like, my shop's been kind of closed now for like, I want to say six months and I'm like, I think I might have it closed for like another 6 or 7 months, which is really scary because it's been such a kind of defining part of like my online presence is that like yeah, I have an online shop where you can buy stickers and stationery and stuff because it's also like how I got started making art in the first place and so kind of putting that part of my life aside or like putting it down for a nap for a bit or whatever is like absolutely terrifying because I feel like it's such a, I mean, I'm looking at my shelves and I just have so many mailers and I have so much product and it's, it just takes up so much space, both physically and in my brain. And I'm just kind of like, it's not snow. It's a bunch of extra stuff that like, I really don't want to be in there right now, which is Again, it's the idea because I know that's what everyone. I get DMs every day. People ask me when I'm going to be opening my shop again, and I, I'm terrified to tell them where it's like, I, 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 not for a long time. I don't yeah. think. That is. And uh, yeah, go ahead. yeah Sorry. it's 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 exciting, but it's also just like, uh, I hope you're not going to be mad at me when I tell you that I don't that this isn't snow. I don't want your sled in my snowball. Thank you. <laughs>
0: I love I, my, t- I probably won't use this cause I rarely get this poetic with my titles, but my, my current title is the, 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 where did I put it? The, the deep, the big, bad, deep, terrible. And what is snow? You're like that makes sense. <laughs> That's pretty much covers so. it. Um, <laughs> but I, I love that. I, and I think that, uh, you know, there's some pieces here, like, if you get into that zone, I think stopping even for a, a week, any amount of time, stopping, stop gaining momentum. I know that's the, honestly, that might be the biggest fear to overcome in your relationship of an, as an artist in the internet. The internet says momentum is everything. Momentum yes. is the only thing. Yes. And if you have momentum, don't do anything anything but go harder, stronger, faster, go. If you can keep momentum going on the up, do not do anything to stop it. And so I think the first thing is being stop and then get back to the love of the process, get connected to that. I I heard you say that. Uh, Mm -hmm. and, And then little, and then create that little really, Solid snowball to start over again. Get the best snow, the stuff you're sure of, then start rolling <laughs> that into a sweet little snowman. You know what I mean? Like, re- I feel yes. like that's a really that's very valuable. I'm kind of reminded. I've been wanting to go through this process because it's just so tempting. It's like I heard you on your video talking about a little bit of everything all the time, like Bo yep. Burnham. <laughs> that that's the temptation it's- is is to do a little bit of everything all the time because that's what the internet feels like it's asking you for.
1: It is this constant fear of losing relevancy. Like I have this, (sighs) just because I've built- Awful. I've built my entire livelihood on the fact that people are interested in what I do. And so I'm petrified every day that I'm gonna wake up and suddenly everyone has decided that they couldn't care less about what I do. And suddenly I have- my, my literally all of the snow has just completely melted underneath my feet and I'm standing on a barren mountain and I'm like, uh, okay. And so it's, it is the idea where you have to keep momentum because heaven forbid all of these strangers on the internet suddenly lose interest in you one day, because that is the worst thing that could possibly ever happen. And the fact of the matter is, is that I'm learning that even if heaven forbid, all of the snow melts underneath my feet, I'm still going to be fine. Like, I'm going to be okay. My world isn't going to end. I'll have to change strategies, obviously. But like, you cannot sacrifice everything that you are and everything that, makes, everything that makes up you and everything that makes up your work. You cannot sacrifice that all just for the sake of staying relevant or keeping up the impossible momentum that the internet demands of you.
0: And I think, uh, I think you're going to be fine. <laughs> First Thank you. Of all. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, uh, we're gonna. I'm saying it to myself. I hope there's actually just a mirror. I wasn't talking to you. I was talking to the video of me. Um, no, we're gonna be fine. I. You know, I feel like. Uh, you know, you're, uh, and to me, it's so obvious from the outside because I have all the same things, all of those feelings. All, you know, you got to keep going. Uh, you got to ride that wave, man. Like. <laughs> Uh, but, but, um, but from the outside, I can see, you know, you have a practice that is built on a deep connection to a group of people. And I feel like there's something that we're always trying to catch the widest net or something. But I also know that you, I know based on you showing up and doing what you do and the people connecting with what you do in the way that they do that there is a core group of people that this thing is built on that do not care how and when you show up, they're going to be there. They're like, I'm going to figure out how to be there when Cheyenne shows up again, because Mm -hmm. those are the people that the practice is actually built on solid practices of any kind. You know, you have, there are bands that they're one hit wonders that you never see again. There's also one hit wonders that, they had that blip, but they also had this diehard audience that was there before and was thereafter. And I think I'm always trying to build with that in mind. And, and I honestly, I feel like that step four is, you know, just, yeah, remember the core, but also screw the tech companies. Because I do feel like all the new features and the way that they reward mm-hmm. new features, more. Everything about it, I feel like is set up to make you feel the need to diversify the content, make more, do different things, you know, apply it in all these different ways. And there's, you know, there's good and bad about all that. But I think giving yourself time to cleanse of all that and get back to like, I'm making my thing and I'm making it for these people who are going to show up any different way.
1: Yep. Yeah. Yep. I think I, (sighs) I, I, Yes. Yes, that's that's it. Yes, you're exactly right. This
0: is this is really, honestly, I'm telling you, but I'm I'm telling myself that I I need that too because I feel like everybody needs to, you know, get get back to that zone because that's that's what it's all about. one yes have you ever noticed any interesting parallels between illustration and acting have you ever thought um, about the way that they interact even with just your life
1: i think that for me just because like my 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 acting career like i was doing i was doing a fair bit of theater work when i first moved to seattle but i feel like for me doing YouTube videos kind of like scratched my acting itch even when like I was doing a bunch of auditions that like weren't landing or whatever because I got to perform quote-unquote even in a small way and there is a certain level of theatricality inherent I feel like in everything that I do and I feel like I get to... Yeah. I feel like YouTube kind of scratches that acting itch. And so I feel like there's a relation there in that way. I, I, I feel like there's something about the amorphousness of the process, because even if like, even in rehearsal, if you're going to like table work and then you're going to blocking and then you're doing like whatever until you get to performance. And I feel like an illustration if you're gonna go to like thumbnails and then sketching and then line art and whatever. So like, even if you maybe have like a set of steps to follow within those steps, there is so much room for who knows what. Mm -hmm. And so I think that there's this idea where it's like, even though I feel like this is maybe universal across just all art forms, like even if there is a formula to follow, it's never gonna be the same every time. And that's the beauty of the thing. And that's what makes it so exciting. And that's why like you keep showing up and that's like why I want to keep illustrating and it's why I want to keep acting because I never know what's going to happen, which is very cool. Yeah,
0: I completely agree. And I, it, I've i had the same experience with, uh, in my practice, like there's times where I go in this rigorous research and, and, and observational drawing and compiling all of that and sketch phase. And then there's times where I'm just like, I made the final thing like that. It was done. And I didn't even think about it. It was the best thing I made that year. Like that, that's (laughs) the, it is the, it's the fun thing to have those tools and then use them sometimes and then just completely forget about them other times. I love that. And I think that is true across the board. Part of the reason I asked that too, is there was a big break for me where whenever I started doing talks, I felt like for a minute, I was like, maybe I'm not an illustrator. Like the, I love doing this so much. And, it, and I, don't, I was like, I don't know what this is, but it's analogies, metaphors, like uh, stories. I just am obsessed with this feeling. And then one time I heard this speaker say, uh, he's like, hey, I want to tell you a story. I'm just going to give you an illustration. And I was like, what if they're the same thing, man? And then I was going <laughs> to. I wanted to pose it at you because I thought for a long time uh, that acting and illustration is so, so similar in that you're, you're usually illuminating, you're bringing to life a text you, almost always. You're, mm-hmm. and, and, and I, and I thought about how, you know, illustrators are often like the last people in the chain that only get invited to the party when they're like certain they want to cast you. And so you have yeah. this thing of like, as an illustrator, I'm like, you got to write your own scripts. You got to, you can't wait for that to happen. Just like an actor. You got to, you got to, you got to do both. Even if you feel like I'm not really a writer, I still think like do that thing. Anyway, I bring it up because, uh, you know, when I realized like, oh, both my speaking and my drawing are illustrations. I'm always trying to uh, illustrate something. Uh, I also, I, I heard that, I heard an animator talk about how she saw animation as acting without being on screen. And that she would always take herself as reference and draw her expressions and do all that. And she, she works at Disney and she was just like, I feel like I'm an actor and I just thought maybe that's a piece that gives you some, maybe you'll feel like you'll get a, a, a small moment of feeling mm-hmm. integrated and whole rather than the, the, you know, multiplicity yes. of all these different hats, because I do think acting and illustration are, are very much one and the same. And I, I don't know there. I, I just, I was curious how that would hit you.
1: I've on it. I've legit never, thought about like that thought about it like that and i think that that is so i just think that's really rad because it's the (laughs) idea where it's like um like i'm thinking particularly about the feelings that i that i got watching promare i don't know if you've seen promare but it like have you seen it have you seen into the spider-verse
0: One of my favorite films of all time.
1: Oh my God. Okay. So I've never been so hype in all of my life than as I was when I was watching into the spider verse pro mayor gave me pretty much the exact same feelings of like, (gasps) and it's this idea of like, I, I always think that there are some like live action films that I watch and I'm like, this would be so much more rewarding animated. And I feel like there's also um well actually it's uh, it's rare that i'm like i watch an animated film like this would be better with people in it because i just think animation <laughs> is such a delight and wonderful uh-huh. but i think it's this idea where it's like they're both they're both vehicles for storytelling and i think that they capture they capture different nuance in different ways and i think that yeah i just think i i've i've never thought of them I love the idea of, I want to tell you a story. Let me show you an yeah, illustration. Exactly. I think that's that's wonderful. And I, I think it's this, like, I've always thought of them as, like, basically me living like a double life and like pretending I'm a double agent and I'm like having these two different careers and on like one half I'm like a super charismatic actor and I'm schmoozing and I'm networking and doing all this stuff all, all the time and then the other half of my life I'm like a quiet little hermit who just sits in my cave and draws and crochets all the time and I'm realizing that I those are all in the same. They're all within me and it's all in the same house and it's just like it doesn't have to be these like two huge parts of my life don't have to like completely tear me in twain they can live in harmony because they have a lot more in common than i realize that they do
0: <laughs> and i i keep going cuz i have this similar thing of i love acting i wanted to be an actor i, I that was i wanted to be a comedian is what i wanted to do really well, from mm-hmm. like age seven, which I, I think that's probably when I saw Ace Ventura all the way to which which I shouldn't have watched that at seven but uh but that was the nineties man Um, mm-hmm. seven, yeah, so like from then to like eighteen that's what I was gonna do and uh and so I think about i mean I love acting, I love the feeling of acting like I did theater mm-hmm. and, and i I actually like video better than theater, but anyway, what I'm on about what i 'm trying to get to is I've been thinking about what, because they feel so different in terms of process, but I have thought about like, what do they have in common that I like so much? And I do wonder as someone who likes to perform and like, you know, make something interesting, like whether that's a Twitch or a YouTube video or Mm -hmm. an illustration, I do think there's an element of like bringing it to life, being the person who feels like I know how to bring this to life. Like you see actors, the actors I'm obsessed with are the people where it's like, like I just watched uh, *Mayor of Easttown and I thought, no, I don't think there's very many people that could do what Kate Winslet did in that. There's so um, many moments of like, just looking at her. That's all that's happening. And I'm mm-hmm. like, and I could do that for years because she's just like, she's bringing nothing to life. And I, and I feel like that's a part of me that I'm like, I know I can do that in front of a camera and I on stage, and I know I can do that in a picture. I know mm-hmm. I can make it not boring. I don't know what, yes. something like that, I don't know.
1: Yeah, I think it's the, yeah, it's the idea of not boring. It's the thing where it's like, one of my professors in college where he was like, there are some, it's just this certain thing, and I think it's very, I, I don't think it's like a thing that you're only like innately born with. I think it's very much like a thing that you can cultivate But it's this idea where it's like, say you're watching a production of Hamlet, and instead of watching Hamlet, you for some reason can't can't take your eyes off of like guard number three. And it's just this idea of like this phenomenal inner life and like trusting that like if you, they always say like, if you think your thoughts, the audience will pick up on it. And it's this idea of trusting your audience. And I think that that also applies to like, visual like artistic work as well because it's this idea where it's like I think about that a lot in my illustration where like I get caught up a lot I get caught up a lot in like details and like worry that I need to refine things enough so that people will be able to like pick up what I'm putting down and then I can be like if I just give like the vague idea of a thing I know that my audience is smart enough that they're going to be able to pick up on it and it's like if you think the thoughts that you're thinking and if you're living the life of like the character that you're trying to po- portray the camera, the audience, whomever, will pick up on it as long as you are communicating that authentically.
0: I That is so cool, man. I love the think, cool. think the thoughts that you're thinking because I feel like it applies. I saw this. Um, uh, I'll put in the show notes uh, this illustration that Lisa Congan shared, but she didn't do it. Oh, I love her. But it's the, it's the thing of the iceberg thing of you see this little bit and then there's this, all this other stuff. I do mm-hmm. feel like the same with acting as illustration where my illustration got, I felt like it got so much more depth as I became a deeper person and I would approach it with like, I'm trying to put all this stuff onto the page even if I'm drawing something very simple. Like I And, I, and it, you would look at these drawings in comparison and be like, the subject matter is exactly the same, but yes. there's the iceberg thing of the thoughts that I was thinking were different when I was doing it. And there was these, you can just, I feel like when you consume stuff, you can tell the difference between something of like, I couldn't tell you what ha- has depth about this, but there's just a bunch of, there's just a bunch here and I can, I can sense it. And I also feel like you're, this thing of um, the taste for not boring. That's yes. another thing of, when acting or, or when illustrating, I do think there's a the just the taste of like, oh I know if I just I, I know what it what it tastes like when something's not boring. So I know how to do that.
1: Yes. Yep. Exactly. It's a, exactly. And it's like I think about I think about the movies that I love to watch and I think about like whether they're animated or they're live action or whatever. And I just think about where it's like I yeah, I know what not boring is and I know how to move towards that. Uh, we have there's a bunch of other stuff we can talk about
0: next time. But yes. thank you for doing this and thanks for squeezing it in when you have so much stuff going on
1: oh my god oh my god please i was so excited when i got your i was streaming when i got your instagram dm and so i was just like and everyone was like Woo! my chat was very excited so yeah that's
0: sweet well i I was super pumped to talk to you we got a bunch of other stuff to cover all right great thank you cheyenne thank
1: you so much good to talk to you have a good one
0: Yo, thank you Cheyenne so much for jumping on the show and having a great chat. Hope to do it again sometime. Your practice embodies so many of the things that we talk about on this show. And and I really appreciate you being so open and honest about the frustrations and the not-so-thriving side of being a creator online these days because, uh, as we all know, there are a lot of pros and cons. There are a lot of highs and lows to the old creative journey. Uh, thanks again. Go check out Cheyenne on Instagram. Give her a follow. You're not going to be disappointed. It's. Uh, I'm always happy to see her stuff come up in the old feed. And go throw on some of her videos on YouTube and just make that studio vibe enhanced with three layers, three levels of sunshine straight through the computer screen. That sounds very uh, dystopian. Um, but but I promise it'll feel like a warm cup of tea. Um, thanks, Cheyenne. Uh, anyway, massive thanks to Yoni Wolf for our jingle uh, and his band Y for our soundtrack. You can go check out the soundtrack at creativepeptalk.com slash creativepeptalk.com slash creativepeptalk.com That's <laughs> that's not it at all and we don't have to cut it it's just weird it's actually creativepeptalk.com slash music uh that playlist is of the songs that we use but it's also rated r because it's got the vocals and such and uh it's a little bit of the nature of the band Why um huge fan thanks yoni thanks to ryan appleton and sophie miller for content assistance thanks to connor jones for editing this show so beautifully uh until we speak again stay pepped up